Welcome to Confessions of History Geeks, a Museum of North Idaho podcast. For over 50 years, the museum has collected, preserved, and interpreted the history of North Idaho. Confessions of History Geeks is recorded in the historic J.C. White House, which is currently being remodeled, and is brought to you by a grant from the Idaho Humanities Council. Special thanks goes to James Supp of Coronado Trading Company for assistance with this podcast. The Museum of North Idaho is a nonprofit that appreciates its members, donors, and community for their support. Enjoy the show. Welcome to our show, everyone. Once again, I am your host, Sarah Jane Ruggles, and I am a local public historian and an instructor of U.S. History at North Idaho College. This is our second episode celebrating May as National Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, and we thought a neat way to celebrate this living history in our region would be to bring back by popular demand our Seniors and Seniors discussion. For those who are not familiar with this episode style, this is a discussion where we sit down with a local senior citizen and a local senior in high school, and we have an intergenerational conversation from the perspectives of two different generations. Through this conversation, we learn about the humanity that binds us regardless of the years in which we were born. We did this discussion platform in our women's history episode back in March, and it was really well received by our listeners, and we thank you all for your support and tuning in and sharing your your support and your follow-up questions to our episodes. It was really fun uh, to interact with all of our listeners on that. So we are bringing it back in order to highlight the stories of two Asian American members of our community. I am honored to have as my guest today, Kasuko Watanabe, who was born in Japan in 1932, and Sam Owens, who was born in Oregon in 2003. And his great-grandparents came to the United States from China. Kasuko has lived in the United States since 1960, when she moved to California with her husband, Uh, but she has been a proud resident of North Idaho since 1992. Sam is an outstanding senior student at Coeur d'Alene High School and has lived in Coeur d'Alene since he was three years old. We are going to talk with them today about their individual stories and what it means to them to celebrate their Asian American heritage. I want to thank you both for being here with me today very much. Thank you for being here. Sam, I would love to start by letting you introduce yourself and Kasako. I'm going to do that with you right after. Um, But Sam, let's go ahead and start with you. I'd love to understand how your family came to America. Yeah, so I had to talk with my family about this a little bit to find out some more. Initially, I thought it had just been running from communist China, and that was in part why they came over. But my great-grandfather, Jimmy Marr, came to Texas before World War II in order to work with his father who was living there in order to send money back that they had earned in America while running their grocery store. And so it was after that, Jimmy had a wife back in China. And so he would go back every so often. But when World War II happened and communist China was, you know, the communist party was going to take over in China, they decided the best thing would be to move their entire family over to America instead. And so they had to take a boat. Well, first they ran to Hong Kong 
to escape. And from there, they were able to travel to America, eventually receiving citizenship there. Wow. Oh my gosh, that must have been, I mean, tough. Yeah, yeah, very tough. Yeah. I mean, you were growing up in Japan during this time, yeah. so. Well, I went through it World War II, but not for that kind of, you know. But you understood that in China, this was a yeah. tumultuous time, yeah. so well, wow. I, I know a lot of people, Korean, China, people come into Japan, walking to get the money, make money to send it to home. To send mm-hmm. back to China. Yes. Wow, so your family was doing that, but they were in Texas yeah. sending yeah. back. Yeah. Okay, so then they relocated the whole family, yeah. became citizens, mm-hmm. and that's how they ended up here. Yep. Okay, so your, <laughs> your grandparents are 100% Chinese, yes. and your mother is then half? Half Chinese, yes. Okay, wow. Mm. So, um, and I forgot, do you have siblings? Uh, I do. I have one sister. Okay. Are you older or younger? I'm I'm older than her. Okay. All right. So you're the boss. You. Yeah. <laughs> Are you young? <laughs> or does she does she not agree on that? <laughs> uh, I mean, she she's old enough to be you know independent. She has her own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> And you are also getting ready for college. Tell us about that. Where are you headed? So I'm headed off to uh, Linfield, which is a small liberal arts school in Oregon. It's near Portland. So kind of going back to my roots. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going through the process of, you know, filling out lots of paperwork, doing all that to get ready to go there. But I'm I'm really excited. Right. And you said that, you know, you, you... seem to be pretty close with your grandparents. What's something that kind of stands out in your memory of your grandparents and your Chinese, you know, heritage of them? Did, did your grandparents ever speak Chinese to you when you were growing up or? No, my grandmother, she never actually knew Chinese. She mm. could understand it whenever, you know, her parents were talking to her in mm-hmm. Chinese. She knew what they were saying, but she never learned to speak the language. She only spoke English because she Oh, she lived in Texas. Yeah, Yeah. in America. Right. But she still, even without speaking Chinese, held on to a lot of the Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when we went there, she would take us to a Chinese style like buffet. (laughs) Um, One very important thing in Chinese culture is making sure that people are fed, they have enough to eat. And so she's always, you know, whenever we would eat with her, she's always giving us more food, making sure we have enough to eat. Uh Um, (laughs) And I always remembered her really just being, you know, grateful that she is Chinese and making sure that we share that same kind of thankfulness for our heritage. So there's a real sense of pride. Yes, definitely. That's amazing. Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us. It's fantastic. In Casico, your story is it's fascinating. That's different. <laughs> uh-huh, but it's fascinating from page one. My yeah. goodness. Now, you were you were born... Tokyo. Yes. And sent to Tokyo. 1932, right? Yeah. yeah. So can you tell me about your family? I understand your father was a contractor? Constructor, yeah. Okay. Building constructor. Okay. And um, he, my, uh, his size is a brother's and sister, brother is a cabinet maker and a... Flower and all building. Elect- one brother is an electric. Electrician? Yeah. Okay. And then one brother is a brick. 
So we are all construction family. Wow. My dad is a building. Wow. Yeah, so. So was that. But I don't remember. I was only three years old. That's right. He yeah. passed away when you were yeah. three? I was a three years old. So. But you were young, right? Yeah. You were saying. Yeah. And so you, and did you have siblings? Did you have sisters and brothers? Yes, I have a three sisters, one brother. And me. are you? I'm the youngest one. You're the youngest? The youngest one coming all overseas. Wow. Yeah. Did any of your sisters and brothers come to America or any nope. other country? Did nope. they all stay in nope. Japan? No, they're in on home. Wow. Well, we went, my husband and I promised my mom, I promised to bring your cousin every two years. So he promised every two years I want to go home, but send me back to see my mom. Oh, after That's, you got married, yes. you went back every two years he to see your mom. He, he's American, Swiss man, but he's just like a Japanese man. Ask a mother to, can I marry your cousin? Oh, that yeah. is so sweet. And then she said to him, I transferred him, if you're not alcoholic, if you're not full on other woman, uh -huh. you can marry. Oh, I see. She had rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm, I don't go to another woman. I'm not drinking. He's the immediate, you know, so. Right. So he promised until he died night two two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth, three days short and night sixty years married. Right. Yeah. Right. But everybody in out like their age, but you know the marriage is marriage. Of course, I'm a Japanese style. He's American style, mm -hmm. and I has to be American style to be American living. Yes. And his background is Swedish. Oh. His mom and grandma is all from Swedish, uh -huh. mm. but I'm from Japan. I have to learn to cook, so I have to learn. Well, first I've been at military airbase, so I know the American food. The military airbase, you're yes. saying? Okay. I know that all American people, not the same states come, all different states. I can tell where they come. Southern accent, oh, she's from Southern, uh -huh. you know. So I learn. I know how to use American money first. First, I gotta learn how to money to use to buy grocery. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, now you met your husband and when you were a waitress yeah. living in Tokyo, but you were you were a waitress at the military yeah, airbase. Base, yes. He was active in California. He flew into business. They met me, asking me where. And he he was an officer. Yeah. You were a waitress at the officers' club. Yes. Yes. Okay. How long, how long did you date for? Did you guys date for a long time? The secret, I got to tell you, only two dates, two time date, that's all. <laughs> he looking for Japanese wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, he's a friend and wife is Japanese. Mm -hmm. So he talked to friend and he looking for Japanese wife. Mm -hmm. So I'm only, that time I was pretty old to Japanese lady to be married. So I walk in the base. Because I have have income to take care of my mom, right? So I'm not thinking about that get married. But the time and age come, well, he asked me marry. I gotta stop to take care of my mom to marry him. It, it really helped. No, I can't help him. Right. Help my mom, but I have to my 
take care of my age to be living. Right. You know, that must have been a hard decision for you. Yeah. To know that I love this man, I want to get married, but I also really want to take care of my mother. Yeah, I can take care of after I get married. He is exactly, if you marry me, stay. If you want to take care of mom, okay, you go, mom. That's it. That kind of person he is. Right. So we're tough to learn how to make personality. So right. I don't know him so long. But I do 99% do whatever Japanese custom. Wife has to be take care of men. Mm-hmm. Men is a top in home house, mm-hmm. you know. So, well, that's very amazing though that he he respected that. Yeah. That understood that that was your priority. But he promised a promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do best I can do, the, right. you know. What I found was fascinating was how your mother made a living after your father passed yeah. away. What, what what job did your mother have? She worked in a little like a little job, you know, to take care of check clock, whatever. You said she checked Hat. shoes. Yeah, checked a coat. Yeah, it, it's like a coat check. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But you were saying that yeah. when. Because in, according to Japanese custom, yeah. you don't wear shoes, your outside right. shoes. You take the shoes off and they give you a slipper, uh-huh. they give you a number, she give one custom have. The one she come back, give the number, so give back the shoe. And, and she gives you like an inside slipper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And is that at someone's private home that she worked or did no, she just do that at a, a hotel? Oh, oh. At, at a... Just like a museum or wherever. The... Like a public building. Yeah. I remember you telling me stories where I just had to pick my job off the floor talking about the war and, and growing up in Japan and in Tokyo and, and dealing with those memories of the war. And did you feel comfortable sharing those with us today? Or if you don't, I completely understand. Well, I can tell my life, you know. I have a hard life to be without a father. I appreciate it for mother take care of me until two weeks before I got married. So I don't mind. I working hard to make money, give it to 95% give it to her. I keep 5%. So I live in a dormitory, so I really don't need any money. But I don't mind. No, I, <clears throat> she buy it for land, build a house right after World War II. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they put my name on. But when I got married, she asked me, you won't take it in the state? I said, no, that's yours, Mom. You can have it. I don't take any money from, I don't think I did it. You know, that's you. That, she said, okay. So anyway. You're, you were telling me that. Uh, World War II? Yeah, about. Okay. I went to a school in Tokyo, elementary, in high school, and junior college. Now, high school to junior college, I was Walk to 50 meter train station to two time change train to go to college. You know. And then World War II, that 1942 to 1945. First, Lam in a city, a caution, it's not a big one coming. So the student has to go home. I have to run to train station to catch a train to four train stop, and I change another one. And then I get off the second train track and walk to 15 minutes to home. I know how to shortcut. That's the one, a bomb. If I walk to 
straight road, I went to back road. Then I didn't hit. If I went to Main Street, I had a bomb. So uh-huh. later I find out the same street I was going to, but I went to back road. The house of the bomb hit. The lady is blow out, and I find out she is hanging a chick, uh, electric wire. Oh my gosh. I'm almost she dead, you know. That's what it is. So all because you just you decided to take a different road. Yeah. You're sitting if there today. If I didn't today. go to straight street, I could have headed to that. That road I should have. Yeah. And another one, uh, we moved to, because we lost the house, you know, bomb. Right. So we moved to another section, little house, another fire bomb. <laughs> so they come and every time a bomb, uh, before bomb, B-29, you probably hear it, B-29 come and check first, come and one night before. Mm-hmm. They come another one, same time, B-29, bomb. The, the flash, throw the flash that you can see, where it be bomb drop. And then a fire bomb is a near house that blow up, and then everybody have water buckets, not the pails, everything outside home. Everybody have water to be. Like fire. an emergency water yeah, bucket? Yeah. So a lot of people fire, jump in the water, but half in the water is okay, the top half is burning. Mm-hmm. I see that. And that I don't forget that. You know, hanging in the wire, people in the water, and then after, you know, so we have to move out another country to a smaller country. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's a second cousin, I don't know, but anyway, mm-hmm. we went a little outside Tokyo and have a little farm. She have a sister brother, they're all cousins together. Mm-hmm. And then we, we got a little rice and a potato, pumpkin, and that's what I live. And you would have to barter. You said you'd have to take yep. things from your now, home and barter to get that. If food. you want the food, and the farmer is uh, rich, they want to bring. Uh, they my dad is uh, in constructor. They, mm-hmm. they have a different constructor clothes. Mm-hmm. The farmer needs the heavy constructor clothes. Like the thick. Yeah. Almost like denim. Was not real, necessarily real thick uh, canvas. Yeah. Canvas, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So, so we have that. So, we take that, exchange it to rice. Oh. And then some other places, you take the kimono and the obi or whatever, and the farmer wants to, so they give you sweet potato for exchange. Not for the money they exchange. Right. They want to stuff. So, now we don't have a jewelry, but after World War Two. People have a duty. The Japanese government take it, which I don't have any. So, but the rich family, Japanese rich family, they have a duty. Mm-hmm. The government take it. Well, we don't worry, worry about that. But anyway. But that's, and, and so you continue after the war to take care of your family and, and to earn a paycheck. Uh, to, as a waitress, and then you get married in 1960, and you come to America in that 19, same year. Yeah, 19. And I'm curious, have you ever heard of the term culture shock, where you come to a different culture, and all of a sudden you go, oh, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a lot different. I had to 
watch. Did you, you know? feel that way when? What, it's kind of scary. Was it? What was odd when you first came to America? Well, he have a brother live in the same town, Oakland, California. In Oakland, okay. Yeah, so a little bit comfortable to be family, but ne they never see each other. Oh. So oh, that's American culture. Oh. Even in black family doesn't see because. Then I ask her, hey Ralph, because I'm I'm Japanese, that's why your brother and sister doesn't come and see me. That's the way I feel, you know. Did you feel any sort of animosity being Japanese in a post-war America, um, be, living here? Did you ever feel people being upset with you as a Japanese well person living in America? No. Few years ago, and now I I stayed in a living quarter. I'm in a senior living. Two lady. Now that's not the. This is a real story. One lady, I went to pick up her food in the kitchen. She said, "Go back to Japan." So she don't have a right to tell me to go back to Japan. So I went to see straight the manager, and I said. This old lady tell me to go back. She don't have to tell me. And she told, she comes see me. Jenny, you don't have to tell the cars go, go back. Not your business. Mm -hmm. And they happened one other lady right here, different place. Mm -hmm. It's still old fashioned hate, haters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not hated American. I'm just Japanese people, American people, country fighting. I didn't fight American, you know, right? right? So I don't have nothing to, against U.S. people. Right, yeah. exactly. So I don't feel, but the two times the pit tell me to go back to Japan really hurt me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I said, she don't have to tell me that she don't have nothing. Now that I could sue her, <laughs> but now I said, I'm not down, no. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I just let it go. Be smart, right. don't say anything. Right. Now, Japan, don't look, don't listen, don't speak. Three monkeys. That's why I don't. That's why I don't. If you don't, I get more upset. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. You hear something, but just don't tension. But sometimes I don't, can't do that. Right, right, yeah, sometimes it gets difficult. But that's why you learn the education. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you didn't waste much time once you got here getting your citizenship, and that was a pretty interesting story. Uh, how, tell me about getting your citizenship. Well, start of citizenship of paperwork. Uh -huh. I said, would you like to go to English school? I said, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so you come back in March, this, that day. Okay. And the one judge said, okay, you say something, I say something, you answer back. So I, said, I answered the English, okay? You write down English, freedom, okay. So I write down F, uh -huh. okay, you pass. That's easy, <laughs> easy American citizen. Well, he said, he said, well, you've been working 12, 13 years in American base, mm -hmm. you should know that. Well, not follow everybody. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. If you want learning, you can learn it. If you don't care, just day by job. Mm -hmm. I think here's the same thing. 
Right. And yeah. this was in 1962 or 63? Before I married in 1950, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I th you told me that it was 1960, I think, yeah, last time that, we talked. Yeah, yeah. And so I think you were saying you have to be here for three years before you can apply. Again, since, three years? Yeah. Yes, so it would have been, I guess, around 63? Yeah. Well, I don't get to uh, treat different American citizens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a, that's me. I know. And I'm curious, Sam, listening to her story, is there anything that kind of stands out to you as something <laughs> that will kind of stick with you? When I, when I hear people's stories, there's something that always sticks with me that I really remember that person by. Um, is there anything that stands out to you from her story? Well, definitely just how much you had to, you know, work and in order to, to like help your family, family. like yeah. take care of your yeah. family, yeah. especially because, you know, I haven't had to do that kind of thing. <laughs> well, and what, what I love about the fact that you two have in common is that you have an affinity for the Japanese culture just based out of your interest mm -hmm. um, as you've confided in me uh, what's your connection to the Japanese culture what have you been studying so yeah like I said I studied Japanese for four years in high school so I, I'm currently in my fourth year of taking Japanese as a language class. My mom teaches at a place called, uh, it's the Mukagawa U.S. campus in mm. Spokane. I know Mukagawa. Yes. Oh, yeah? Uh -huh. she teaches, Spokane. Yeah. She teaches English there to mm. Japanese girls who have come over from Japan to learn. Yeah. These are college girls. So I had that connection to Japanese we had some Japanese exchange students mm -hmm. through a program through Mukagawa come to our house and stay with us. And so that was always really fun and a you know real big impact on me. And then two years ago, I think it was two years ago. <laughs> 2020 doesn't really count. Yeah. You know, I just kind of like, <laughs> it's the year that shall not be named. <laughs> but over the summer, we went, we went to Japan for three weeks and so we went to tokyo we went to osaka Kansai. Mm -hmm. and we met up with some of the exchange students that we had previously really? yeah and so that was just really amazing experience to be there wow yeah so were you able to use your japanese and an in, in immersion practice type thing and and really Get some good practice going. <laughs> I got one story. Oh, my, yeah? My grandnephew, my husband's side, huh? mm -hmm. he come to Japan. He speaks English, right? Mm -hmm. Japanese boys speak English. <laughs> he wants any American people come, can I speak English? <laughs> Club in. So he don't have any trouble to get my opera's. Oh. I want to go see my uncle and grand house on Ikebukuro. So, okay, you go this, uh, Yamate line, this, this, this. Really? So they wanted to practice their English. Yes, and they come to you as a student, exchange student. Okay. I'd be surprised how American living is different. And Sam, what, what's something that you noticed that you really fell in love with in Japan, just being there? Was there anything special that struck you about maybe the architecture or the food or the... Well, everything was amazing. <laughs> I loved it all. 
But one thing I really noticed was even being in these really, really big cities like Tokyo and、oh, yeah. Osaka, it was much quieter than big cities in America. It was、really? much cleaner. Really?、Uh, yeah, because yeah, Tokyo、I've, is clean.、Mm-hmm, I've been to Washington, D.C. and New York.、Mm-hmm. And they're really, you know, hectic, smelly kind of、right. yeah, New yeah. York, more so. But Tokyo and, you know, the cities I went to in Japan were, you know, very clean.、Uh, you don't I, see the trash in the street, isn't it? Exactly. Right. My, two years ago, I took two grand, grandkids in Tokyo, 11、really? days. And that two girls were surprised. Oh, anywhere I go, people come to talk to me English. So,、uh, <laughs> really? I don't see any smell at all. Oh, so,、mm-hmm. we went to Korea two days because my grandson is Korean. Oh.、Uh, when you get off to Korea, smell right away.、Uh, really? And the street is not a clean talk. See, we, we should have gone to Korea first and gone to Tokyo. <laughs> But then we went to Tokyo nine days.、Mm-hmm. So, how different. So, that's why girls are learning. How Japanese culture is really strict. Yeah. Wow. Japanese policeman is real tough. If you do something wrong, you can't get out right away. Right? <laughs> I love how you point to him like,、yeah. like he knows.、Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, how was your run in with the Japanese police? Don't, don't make the trouble. If、yeah. you make the trouble, you keep in jail.、Okay. Uh, yeah, in Japan. Wow. They do. So, you have to behave, isn't it?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you behave? Oh, yeah. Okay. He <laughs> loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really tough. The US policeman is not easy, huh?、Mm-hmm. Not compared to Japanese policemen.、Hmm. Japan、wow. policemen are tough.、Mm-hmm. He was really easy, too easy for him. <laughs> Now, how did, that, how did that translate during the wartime? That, that, That need for that order and cleanliness during war and post war, that must have been. Has it always been like that? that They don't change that style. But that must have been, that sort of、What、disorder must have been. So, I mean, obviously it was traumatic and chaotic as it was. See,、uh, my generation and later generation is different living now, more like American style. Oh,、mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So, I, but I, I'd love to understand from your two perspectives what does, you know, when we talk about celebrating Asian American heritage,、mm-hmm. what does that mean to both of you? You know, how much weight does that carry with you? Does that give you a, a strong amount of pride? And if so, where does that come from? Well, I'd be proud to be Japanese、mm-hmm. and come to U.S. US citizen. I'd be American person. You live in the U.S., you should be American.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be proud to be American Japanese. <laughs> right?、Yeah. But the black is Jap- 100% Japanese. I can't change it. Yeah, right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely been you know, cemented in my mind from my mother and my grandmother. How important my heritage is, where I came from,、yeah. and the fact that you know, I am an Asian American, and that's just something that I've always held with pride. It's、right. always been important to me and my family. Yeah, nothing to shame. Exactly. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing to shame. I'm Japanese.、Mm-hmm. I'm Japanese. Japanese. I can't change. Right. Right. Yeah. 
so do you think this and sam this may be a you know it's a personal question but moving forward i'd love to know this conversation and i understand that you, we can't predict the future but moving forward as you go forward and impact the world in your own way and and studying the sciences and making that positive impact and having your own family one day do you think you'll look back on this conversation and, and do you think it'll impact your understanding of what it really means to be Asian American and, and have that pride in, in your own heritage and, and that meaning? Definitely. Even though my grandparents didn't go through the same things that Kazuko did, it was still difficult. It right. was still the same kind of, you know, trials and tribulations that they had to go through. And so it just, you know, it, it even further cements how proud I am to have come from that. And definitely something that I would like to, you know, continue spreading and telling people about. And yeah. I know. That's what I love about this conversation and this platform that we do with this conversation is the fact that. It's, it's the humanity that binds us. And the fact that you two, this is how your two families have crossed paths. And the history that you're not just Sam Owens sitting here, you are, you know, I'm, I'm a visual person, so I think of like, you know, they say an iceberg is what 90% below the surface. <laughs> mm-hmm. That your history is what, you are the visual of the, the mass of history that makes yeah. up who you are. And you're sitting with us today and your family, your your great grandparents who went through the turmoil, couldn't imagine where you are today. And right. sitting here having this amazing conversation with <laughs> you, Kazuko. Yes. I know, right? I mean, thinking about that it used to be, you know, fight. Mm-hmm. I Japanese, know, right? Yeah, but we're not fighting. No, no that's the humanity, <laughs> right. right? And where history takes <laughs> us, right? But the fact that we can sit here and talk about it and, and still connect based on that humanitarian aspect is what's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think if people change it now, living now. Mm-hmm. More and more get knowledge of other country people. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a good education. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I've always said a good conversation can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's if, truth to that. If the people help each other, we don't have any trouble in our country, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot right. of people are so busy and think on self. Don't yeah. think other people. Mm-hmm. If you just a little bit help somebody, make a feel so good. A lot of people... Now, example, when I was take Michael to Tokyo, no, Colorado, he fell down a step in the corner. How many people stopped by needing the help? If I say... I'll be helped Kleenex or something. People don't do that. No. You don't see many people where they don't want to bother, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, not too long ago, a year ago, I walked to Bethlehem to safe in a hostage <laughs> and come back English funeral home and one Harrison stoplight. Mm-hmm. The night before was snow. Bottom is ice. Well, I got the spike shoes to walk, but I had a two little bag. I fall down, uh-huh. and I was ready to get up, but of course the car gone by. One lady stopped. You need help. She, she said, "Thank you very much." That's the only one person you need help. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It don't take long to a few minutes to just to say something. That's all. That's all I need. People care about other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wanna. I just wanna thank the two of you for being here well, today. This is I just enjoyed been... a bit. Tell about. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing but respect here at this table. Right. So thank right. you so much for being well, here, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and uh, enjoying listen? this conversation <laughs> with all of, with all of us. Thank you for tuning in to Confessions of History Geeks, a Museum of North Idaho podcast where history is brought to life by the curators of the stories and culture of North Idaho. Visit the museum's website at www.museumni.org for articles about our area's history and for ways you can help us keep history alive for our future.